just making a mockery of this. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you did it far away from the mic and you threw the cap at me? Well, I mean, the setup's not ideal at the moment. Hello! <laughs> and welcome to Flix on the Six. Oh, wait, I'm we're rolling? I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanza, with me forever and always. The man, the myth, our resident non-superimposed hut, Alessandro Biosi. Say hello, Al. Non-superimposed hut or CGI Peter Cushing? There you go. <laughs> yes. Guys, if you've discovered a theme. <laughs> this week's flick is a throwback. It's been almost 40 years since the original Star Wars. And uh, since Star Wars Day was recently upon us, it, uh, it seemed like a good fit to be talking a little bit of A New Hope. It's definitely because of that. It's not because we had any sort of technical difficulty seeing all the movies we plan on seeing. Exactly. It's not that. It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but before we get into that, Al, what are we... What are we drinking? Well, what do you? I'm what is make, this debauchery? <laughs> I'm trying to make sure. Well, the glasses were wet. That's why the the head is so lively. Uh, I'm just fine. trying to make sure that we both have the same. Or yeah, close don't, enough. don't skimp on me. I'm not. I'm trying to get it right. Don't get cheap on me. I'll take some of the yellow. The yellow. And some of the blue. What? <laughs> it's a Vegas vacation. I'm not as familiar with that one as I am with, say, Christmas vacation. Fair. Um. So we don't. Yeah, cheers me. Cheers? cheers me so I could drink while you talk. Well, we typically cheers <laughs> after we talk. Yeah, uh, a little bit. I'm in a rush. To drink this delicious, delicious beer. Oh, let's, let's do a taste. Hmm. What's that? Uh, so, <laughs> since we're doing the 40th anniversary of Star Wars, I figured we should drink Newberg 5th Anniversary Ale. And since it's Star Wars, it's even more fitting that it's the Imperial Love it. Cream Ale. I like that you realize that... Five minutes ago? Yeah. Ten minutes ago? Whatever it was? Your head almost exploded. Right? Well, I, I loved that. Oh my god, our anniversary beer is called Imperial. <laughs> we were going to drink this one regardless during one of our, you know, we've talked about it before, right? We usually record a couple of ba- a batch of a few episodes at a time. So we were going to drink this, I just wasn't sure what episode. And I was like, right. oh, 40th anniversary? 5th anniversary. Perfect. perfect. And then I read that it's an Imperial. What's not perfect is when we say the same thing at the same time. That's <laughs> awkward. Is it though? We'll let you decide. The answer is yes. <laughs> so, um, what we have here, uh, as you know, we do a fair amount of Newberg beers because definitely because we enjoy them and not because we're sponsored by them. Um, so this is their Imperial Cream Ale, which they just recently, a few weeks ago, celebrated their fifth anniversary of uh, you know being being around. So um, they took their flagship beer, beer, the Cream Ale, and they made an Imperial version for this occasion. It's twelve percent alcohol by volume. So that's a trying to that's something you're trying to get me wasted, Alessandro. Well, I mean, I was planning on staying the night anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's bottle conditioned, and uh, this is what uh, Chris we might have Bassett. talked about this before. Bottle conditioned means uh, it means that they leave some yeast in there and oh, okay. a little sugar, and that's what gives it its carbonation after it. it's been bottled, as opposed to forced carbonation. Um, to celebrate the as fit, they say in the biz, as they say in the trade, which is our agreed upon <laughs> vernacular. <laughs> To celebrate the fifth anniversary of our brewery, I wanted to celebrate our very first beer, the Newberg Cream Ale, and give it a little makeover. Our fifth anniversary ale is an imperial version of our cream ale, dry and champagne-like. Oh, wow! Because I was going to say, what's in here that makes it taste like champagne? (laughs) (laughs) Put a little in your glass and raise a toast to the last five years. Cheers. I'm going to raise a toast to the last 40. Well, that too. To the beers we've brewed... The friends we've made in the years to come. Cheers, Chris Basso, head brewer. That's awesome. 
It is. Tasty. It is not just champagne-like. Like, there is that, like, flavor to it. I don't it's, know it's half champagne, half beer. Is that, <laughs> well, that how you get me? It was like the one we talked about with their Surly. Um, yeah. The, uh, that it had that white wine characteristic to it. Mm-hmm. This one I like straight up. like Because I actually picked it out before you said that, which is... I'm actually pretty proud of myself yeah. for it. Not to... Uh, but uh. <laughs> It does have that character, and there... I forget... There's at least one style that specifically of, of beer that does use champagne yeast. Cream Ale doesn't typically. That's what it is. Take that champagne yeast. I don't know. It's a champagne like, so I would assume that that would be the case. The fact that that's that flavor profile is in there, um, but I could be wrong. I, I don't know that for a fact. Uh, I don't know what yeast strain there. I know that they have a house yeast in general for their beers, but I don't know if that's the only one that they use for all their brewing. And in fact, I don't think it is. But. Um, this is really good. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I, and you like their cream ale in oh, yeah. general, too. You I do. You like their beers, so. Um, it's one of those, like, this is it, though. I'm, I'm not drinking two of these. Like, that's, like, the kind of. Well, it's pretty strong. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, I mean, that hasn't stopped me in the past. Well. It should have. <laughs> We're not even going into that three philosophers story. <laughs> oh, I wasn't there for that. No. We all have that story yeah. like that. But, um. I talked about that, uh, well, at the point of this releasing this will be the same week oh this will be perfect this episode no sorry we're running this 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 yeah um so this will be a little bit early but uh those of you who listen look out on the spin tune for part two of our <laughs> top five beers because there's a little bit of a story in one of those top five beers because this will be my beers that we have I, I was hesitant about that project but i'm liking how it's going so right hard. it was fun and the reviews i heard what little there was uh, were strong so um the review was great the the the, the single <laughs> review was great no, no something have, that never died on the first podcast that i did we always talked about our listener yeah detroit right yeah just rob from detroit <laughs> our listener our only listener uh which wasn't true but we had more but yeah. uh it was it was you, yeah, you felt you felt like you could reach out directly to him, reach out and touch him, <laughs> and then he would he would mail us. It was awesome. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Constantly make fun of Brian as we all do. Well, um, goes without saying. Brian, hope you enjoy this episode. <laughs> <laughs> he probably doesn't even listen, the jerk. I mean, I know he's listened to some of them. Yeah, I don't know if he's still listening, but. <laughs> so two a... two factor authentication, Brian. I'm going to ask you to tell me a number. That goes along with this episode, <laughs> and if you don't immediately respond, forty-eight thousand six hundred and fifty-two. <laughs> I'll know you didn't listen. There was some deep-seated stuff though. There was a little stuff that spilled over, isn't there? The Brian. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead to me. Brian, um, wow. <laughs> you cut me off because I was about to say, Brian, we love you. <laughs> oh my! This is the opposite of us saying the same thing at the same time. Well, you wanted that um, that little bit of tension there, right? You didn't want that perfect synchronicity? Hmm. Okay. We've got a whole different route. Yeah. Um, a New Hope. Yeah. That's a thing. Like that movie? You fan of that flick? Well, concern... A New Hope is nobody's favorite Star Wars movie. That's not true. I'm making the statement right now. <laughs> You're making an invalid or incorrect statement. Who's, who's favorite Star Wars movie out of the two of us? Oh, it's not mine or yours. You've said that your favorite is Return of the Jedi. My favorite mm-hmm. is... Um, I like that we have Empire your Empire. Strikes. I like that we have an Empire and a Jedi guy to, well, to have these because, conversations. Because growing up, my favorite was Return of the Jedi as well. And I think it was because I couldn't appreciate some of what makes Empire so great when mm-hmm. I was younger. 
And now that I can, I, that's why I still love. To, Jedi. to be fair, it's just not my favorite. Yeah, like re- like rewatching them, like I think Empire is a better movie. Definitely. But Jedi, I feel like is my favorite. I think it's just the nostalgia grab that it has. Yeah, it's just, it's just that's really all continuing it is. to cling to you. I still really enjoy that movie a yeah. lot. Oh, yeah. um, it's just no longer my favorite. Fair. Uh, but for the longest time, going back, and this is cool. We're going to, I think, we'll do this a little bit, the structure of this episode pretty loosely, considering mm-hmm. if you're listening to this episode, or not listening to this episode, you've probably seen this movie. Um, right. and we're going to talk about just kind of Star Wars in general, too, but like we definitely will focus on... Full spoilers ahead. <laughs> full spoilers ahead. Um, when I was a kid, I, my, you know, we were living in Vermont, and five, six, seven years old, and my dad, you know, Friday or Saturday night, a lot of times, go to Blockbuster and rent a movie, and sometimes, you know, he would guide it, or sometimes he would let me just pick what I wanted, or sometimes he would get something that he know my mom would like. Um, but after Did you partake he, in the ritual? The ritual? Walking around the outer perimeter of the um, store and looking at every Well, actually, you know, movie. it's funny, the, like, the first couple of years... God, listen, well, I forgot that you called it the ritual. <laughs> I remember, and it's something we've talked about other times yeah. as well. Um, so we, um, it the first couple of years, like, well, like that I can remember, you know, when I was like younger, younger. Uh, it wasn't even a blockbuster; it was a local video store. Oh yeah. So that's how you, you select video, good. man. The one, the, one with the, curtain, the one with the curtain in the back. Yeah, <laughs> that's creepy. It's funny because I didn't know what the curtain was yeah. when I was younger. Yeah. And it was, only, it was on back there. It was only after video stores no longer existed mm-hmm. that I actually knew what that was. Because even late stages of it, we had a Hollywood video and we had a Blockbuster. So when we were still renting movies, there was no curtain in either of those places. In your mom and pop video store, did they did they rent video games? I don't remember. I was I was uh. young, and we we had a an, an NES or an that's S- what I S- that's, that's I what remember. I'm what I'm going with. We rented a couple of uh, NES and Sega games. What's I'm saying, from ours. but like. I just played when my parents were playing. Like, I couldn't even really turn it on myself early mm-hmm. on, you know what I mean? Because I was too young. The, I didn't uh, to do it. The, we, had the, we had a mom and pop video store. I think it was a select video, I think was the name of it. And it was on Highland. It was, like, right by the pizzeria. So oh, it, was, okay. it was Big Al's Desserts Plus select video. Nice. And at that point, everybody knew each other. So, like, they were, like... They were like they were all business like, yeah. friends, right? So, like, we all knew, like... I'm sure the they came in for lunch and dinner all Exactly. Time, right? So it's like... We'll give you food. You give me movies and ice cream. <laughs> and, like, and that was part of your article, right? Is that you guys yeah, that trade? it was awesome. So I did read it. Well, I actually don't know if I went that far back. I, th- I talked about the Blockbuster pizza trade. Yeah, that's what. Oh, no, okay. this is this, well, is, this is pre. This is the okay. Well, I just meant that. movie store. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but uh, that was that was awesome. They also they had that they had the oh, man VHS tapes. They took up so much space. <laughs> um, they had their horror section had like these little like string lights that were like hockey masks. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was, was a pretty cool place. I missed that place. So anyway, to get back to what I was saying, you know, my dad, you know, we went and rented mm-hmm. Star Wars New Hope because my dad loved it. He was working at the movie theater when the first one came out, I think, as a teenager. That's and awesome. So he remembers... That's so classic. He remembers it becoming a phenomenon because it wasn't one mm-hmm. when the first one came out until it had been out. And yeah. people were like, oh my God, this movie. Do you remember? He said he remembered when they set up the promotional material, stuff like that, like... There was lead-in stuff to it, but sure. it wasn't... They didn't know it was going to be a mega hit. They mm-hmm. were hoping it was going to be a hit. They had no idea the, that yeah. it was going to become this cultural icon, That's right? so crazy. Just watching that unfold for him, you know, I know it was cool. So we you know, we watched it, and I 
from the get-go, I enjoyed the Star Wars movies. So I remember we probably started watching the first ones when I was like five or whatever. And then by the time I was seven or eight, or no, maybe not, like like six or seven, let's say after a year or so after, um, I remember I asked him to get Return of the Jedi multiple times. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you sure you don't want to get a movie that we've like already seen a bunch yeah. of times? Like, like, let's get something new. I'm like, well, no, that's what I want to watch. And I could tell he was... Proud by it, and I think not terribly long after that, he just bought the set because, like, I'm not one way to keep renting the same movie. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That was when we first bought, um, and it was, cause I, and I know something you wanted to talk about too. Um, <laughs> eventually, uh, the tinkering yeah. aspect. It was, I think, the same time that the first re-release was. '97 oh, were... was the re-release okay. on VHS still. Yes. Um, so I had that one that had a job of the hut in right. most Eisley. Mm-hmm. Which I think that was the first, in 97, was the first time that that was a thing. I believe so, yeah. Because they, they originally had a guy, they had the guy there, but they cut the, they just cut the scene altogether. So, like, you can actually go see that scene. Yeah, it's like a dude, he's wearing, like, he's, like, wearing, Something like, like, a fur, fur coat. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Was that, was, was that not in the original cut, then? No, it's not. Because I remember seeing that scene a long time ago, and I guess it wasn't. In the galaxy far, far you know away. What, maybe, you know what it might have been? It might have been in, in the... <laughs> gotcha. Fuck you. <laughs> it, was, it was in... They did some... Do you remember that 97? They they gave some stuff before the movie started about what they changed yeah, yeah. and working on it and stuff like that. That might have been where I saw it. Yeah. They might have showed that scene. They did. And then showed them... Actually... Doing the... It's very important. Uh, not, I mean, when I say very, it's very cool. Like what happened there. Like it's because in that scene, like they wanted to bring it in because they wanted to. Like it's become this thing at that point. Like, these three movies are have obviously they've been out. They're like re-releasing them, making a bigger thing, tying them more together, bringing some characters back. Like, and that's a, that's an instance of tinkering that I don't mind because it makes oh yeah a lot of sense story wise. Um, what's funny though is that scene. I don't know if you if you remember the do- like the mini documentary about that. They is that Han walks behind him. And whether he steps on the tail and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. And they have to, like, they, like, shift the limb. Like, they shift it so that his body goes up as a step over him. Yes. Because he's stepping on his tail. Yes. And, like, he, like... But when the squeals. man was there, he obviously right. doesn't do Like, it. they wanted to... That was a challenge they had. They wanted to bring that scene in, but they're like, I, like he walks behind him. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> yes. I remember watching them show that, like, how they mapped the CGI Jabba over the dude, too. Yeah. Like, showing the process of building the character over it. I thought that was cool, and for back then, that was a pretty big deal for a CGI, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's funny because like a lot of those uh, those tinkering scenes, they um, they they just don't fit with obviously with the rest of the of the movie. Like, like they're like too who shot first. They're too advanced. <laughs> they're too advanced. Like some of like the space scenes like with like the planets like in the background, like or like vibrant color of like the planets. Like it's it does not fit with the time that the movie was shot. It's a little. It takes you out of the experience a little bit, but I don't. I don't. You care. mean you're upset by how when the Millennium Falcon is fleeing the Death Star and the Tie Fighters are flying around and one of them is doing a barrel roll, <laughs> and if you watch one of the older versions, as the Tie Fighter turns, its wing disappears. There's a quadrant of wing disappearing. I don't remember that. And I remember seeing it like because I remember watching that v- that VHS a bunch of times, and I was like, what just happened there? <laughs> rewinding and being like there's just like a section of wing that like just gets like green screened out <laughs> accidentally as it's barrel rolling it looks like it's like 
slicing a bit of like onion or something like that, yeah. and like the knife is disappearing into the onion, and like, and then it's back yeah. as it's going. And it's so it's like it's tough to catch at first because it's happening in full speed. And I was like, I rewound it, watched it like three times. I was like, it like disappears. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny, um, especially with the this tink on, on this topic of tinkering, which let's we'll get deeper into it uh, in a few. But um, the it's that you were recounting your story of renting these this movie, right? I I don't know that I saw these movies in order originally. I don't think that I did. I I can't say for certain, but I'm pretty sure I did. I'm fairly certain that I saw Jedi. I think it's I think I saw them in reverse when I was younger. Really? Yeah. Um from just renting them. Like my dad would pick them pick one up for me. And I actually don't he's not even a big Star Wars fan, so I actually don't really know how I got into it at such an early age, which mm. is odd. Like it's I, by all accounts I probably shouldn't have, but it's just like I guess we just knew. Yeah. I was destined to love this the yeah, saga. I know for me it's because my dad was a huge fan. So but, we, you know, he was excited to yeah. have me watch them. Which is awesome. Uh the way that you 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 had asked him to re-rent the same movie. Which one was the Jedi? It was Return of the Jedi. So that was the same for me. I would ask my dad, uh like my mom like he'd be calling to let us know that he was coming home yeah. from Pizzeria, like, Can you pick up the one where the green guy falls in the pit with the spikes? <laughs> with the spikes? That's not the case anymore. Which, it has a mouth. Which started your lifelong love affair with Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I was like, that's pretty funny. It's like, a lot of it's like, oh, like, you just love uh, Boba Fett because everybody. I was like, no, that's like a weird thing that I just remember. Like, ah, he fell in the hole. <laughs> like, I, I like that one. The one where the guy falls in the hole. That's, the, <laughs> that's my favorite. Um, but the, yeah, then they put a mouth on it and they tried to make it that one. This, this is an instance of tinkering that it, it makes sense. I get it, what you did there. But for some reason, it, it's less scary to me. The the the, huh. the the creepy pit scares the crab out of me it's for some reason. More mysterious. Yeah, the the mouth takes away from it. The creepy it's, pit it's with like the better... tentacles that just flop. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's definitely a better scene visually. The way. They oh play. yeah. Um, it adds more stakes, I think. But I think you're right. Like yeah. possibly the creepiness. Yeah. Is As a child. More than what goes in that hole? <laughs> it's terrifying. Watching the whole burp. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But uh, yeah, that's that's funny though. It's it's, it's crazy because like there's there's versions of that movie, and and the, the thing is they keep re-releasing these movies like in like oh here's the original, or here's the not original original with some of the scenes that are added. Well, they like, just, there's so they many just versions of the goddamn movie now, out there. right? Where they, they gave you the option to, if you want to go back, yeah. and the purist who wants to go back and watch, you can now. Mm-hmm. But you still can't because it's still slightly doctored up. Yeah, probably. It's uh, it's odd. Um, or you get an edit like. And I'm hidden Christians. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that joke in Family Guy was 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 so great. And I'm hidden Christians. <laughs> Scenes that really so, tinkering. So tinkering works in some places. See, that was irritating. That others. one was an irritating one. I get from a continuity standpoint why they did it. Yeah, one that even though it's probably more fucked up that I actually liked though was redoing it with Ian McDiarmid in Empire. Do you remember that? That in Empire Strikes Back when Darth Vader receives his orders from the Emperor in the original release and even the, even the 97 release it's not Ian McDiarmid. It's some other dude. I don't even know who he is. Yes. It's yes. some other guy. Okay. And they reshot it after the prequels were made and put Ian McDiarmid in it. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I feel like I might have read back on that and like and re- vaguely remembered how it went down. That I liked because that actually does improve the continuity. Recasting the Emperor didn't make sense. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, like, Ian McDermott is a treasure as the Emperor. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of my favorite performances in movies 
anywhere. My dad, too. He loves him. He loves to cackle like him. Uh, <laughs> oh God, that's terrifying. Right? Um, you know, the infamous diplomatic immunity. Oh he, he also loves the, uh, it is inevitable <laughs> <laughs> that the Emperor gives in Return of the Jedi. Does he, like, no. Yes, yes, he does <laughs> yeah. that. Yes, from Revenge of the Sith. Yes. Yeah. He absolutely does that. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, 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 he, no. He also loves from that scene unlimited power. <laughs> <laughs> Don't waste a drop of that beer. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he loves the unlimited power line, too. But, like, so, like, I, some of the, some of the tinkering bothered me, like, 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 silly, like, obviously, the Hayden Christian thing I thought was stupid, but that that's was, what I'm saying. Yeah. Not insulting, but stupid. It was stupid. Yeah. I, I, like you said, I understand what they did there. I'm not mad that they tried to do that. Like, like I get that. And I also, I'm, a, I'm one of those people that's like, I love Star Wars. Just because I'm not up in arms about this does not mean I love it any less. Yeah. It's not a huge deal. Like, just, just... Something that I'm just, surprised yeah. that Tanise, 40 years later, has still survived all the editing. On the Death Star, mm-hmm. that Stormtrooper still keeps hitting his head on the door. They, didn't, they add, <laughs> didn't they add, like, the thunk, though? I think they did. Yeah. Because in the original cut, it's just it, it, there's no sound to that. I don't remember. He, or or maybe it's subtle. But because like, only it was only a few years ago that I actually noticed it finally. Yeah, they just add a straight of like bonk. Yeah, like when he but it wasn't it. even because of the audio. Like I finally was like, did I just see that? And then I looked it up, and there's like a whole thing yeah. online where people talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's one of those things where they that was the one place they learned how to laugh at themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think a lot of the tinkering came from not the stuff that's continuity stuff, but a lot of it came with second guessing themselves. Yeah. Um, so I think the fact that they've left that in is just maybe that's their one like nod to we're not perfect, and it's like it's a legitimately funny thing to laugh at, and yeah. it's from a different time of like movie making. I mean, there's still technical errors now, but like right. that sort of thing doesn't really happen. That sort of error doesn't survive the editing process mm-hmm. anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I know we're talking a lot about just them as a, a whole and this, the whole, uh, which is fine. We, but we're going we, to talk, we talk about, about we're going to talk about New Hope a lot, too, yeah. specifically. Um, but that scene, it, I don't know if you, <laughs> so the, the scene with, with, uh, Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker at the end of Jedi, for continuity's sake, it does make sense. What's really crazy is, if you really think about it, having the actor under the mask be there as a ghost doesn't make any sense. Nobody knows what you look like. Yes. You you see the... You That's see why like that, that one's deformed. more irritating to me than, than the Ian McDiarmid one. Because that makes more sense continuity-wise. Which makes more sense? The the, the one with the Emperor. That oh. makes more sense. Oh, no. I, th- I think the other one makes... I think this one actually does make sense if you really think about it. Because you haven't seen... You don't know what he looks like. That's the last... Like, if now, with continuity-wise, you've seen episodes one, two, and three. You know the last time you saw him pre-mask. That's what he looks like. Otherwise, it's just this odd ghost. Like... When I'm a kid, I'm like, Dad, who's that guy? You couldn't figure that out? And he, he well, young, super young? No, I didn't know. Okay. Um, I don't remember. I mean, I may have asked my dad. And, I, I, and he, he told me who it was, and I just, I was like, oh, okay. Now it's like, I understand, like, I, I would know that now, but like, I don't know, it, 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 it kind of makes sense. Maybe if they aged Hayden Christensen <laughs> or something, I don't know, but, um, Sucks that guy though. They just took him right out. His face. His the only time you see him is his crippled face. Well, so I don't remember which guy it was because it was like six Darth Vaders, right? Um, there, you know, obviously James Earl Jones mm-hmm. as the voice. Uh, there, there was David Prowse who I think was like the main 
guy who was like walking around in the suit all the time and he was the one that when they were shooting a new hope they were just having him talk he was going to be darth vader right and if you've ever seen the test footage of that uh it sounds ridiculous which is why they dubbed him over with james Earl jones right um because and it wasn't even like i I don't know whether or not they actually tried to do it dubbed over with his own voice or not but he's not a super intimidating like sounding guy um and i think it always stuck with him that they fucked him over like that Mm. um and obviously there's a different darth vader who does the fighting scenes and then there's probably some other darth vader too um, and I know you, you heard about like the supposedly there was like really legendary um, fights between him and George Lucas. The, I actually hadn't. The, heard him and that. David Prowse fucking hated each other. Okay. Um, like there was some story about David Prowse getting drunk at some big party with like the cast and crew, <laughs> a lightsaber, and talking <laughs> shit at like about George Lucas and how his greatness wasn't being fully appreciated and this and that oh, and man. so. Then it started to seem like, or at least that was what he was alleging, was that Lucas was trying to stick it to him at every opportunity after. Yeah, (laughs) he's trying to stick it to him at every opportunity after that. Um, So I don't know whether the the guy who was the original ghost was David Prowse or if it was one. I don't. I'm I'm struggling to remember now. Whoever, who Um, whose crippled face do you see? That's what I was gonna say. I don't remember. That might have been yet another Darth Vader. That's what I was gonna say. Gotcha. I forget. I don't know. Whether that was him or not, I'm sure if you looked it up, you could find it. But like, it's not really worth. It. But that was the yeah. point. Like, there's a bunch of different guys who played Darth Vader. Sounds like a lot of effort. Yeah, I'm not willing. And it's to not like they were. Gonna, yeah, right. And they're not going <laughs> to do the Force Ghost with him with his weird egg shaped head right, like, right. that you see when he pulls the helmet off. Yeah. Um, That'd be great if it's just a Ghost Vader. <laughs> yeah, like just full in, suit in the suit. Yeah, like with the weird breathing in his prime, whispering breathing. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I guess Hayden Christensen's as valid as anyone for that mm-hmm. spot. Yeah, um, I think so. It's just like there was nothing wrong with what they it, had. It, that's just one of those things that annoys me, though. It's like the it's just it's just fucking people online. Man. Like when you were it's like five, pissed off about it. It's like okay, whatever. When, when you I'm were okay. five, it's understandable why you wouldn't get it. But if you're a ten or twelve or fifteen, like right. you should probably be like, oh, that's yes, better, right? Yeah. Um, I think I think I would. I think older, I'd probably get it. Yeah, I, I don't miss much with movies. I feel like, but uh-huh, um, I get I get movies. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Sorry, no, you like, usually so, do that to me with the yeah, beard stuff. I do. It's one of those things, though. I actually, I when I when I like, it's a twist is coming, yeah. and I haven't figured it out. Standing up, yeah. <laughs> pretty happy that you well, pulled, that, got, you, you, know, that I, you got me. I feel some some degree of pride when I figure out those like, like yeah, I, I got it. You were trying to pull the wool over my eyes, and yeah. I got it. Yeah, fuck you. It's like fuck I, you I, I like actively thinking, like, like yeah. trying to figure it out. I'm not mad when I figure it out. If it's a good one, I'm like nice. Yeah, but. When you when you get me, oh, oh yeah, something like <laughs> we won't get into it because in case people haven't seen it, but like something like Memento, like that. Yeah, I got parts of it. Yep. But when it, all the picture came together, I was like, okay. wow, <laughs> I love that movie so much. Right, uh, I know you do. Um, shall we get into New Hope specifically? Specifics. Oh, actually, before we get there, still on tinkering. Um, another thing that was I, I it was on TBS the other day. It was on Star Wars Day. They yeah. have them all airing. I caught at least parts of all of them. One of the tinkering scenes that I don't think I ever picked up on before. So it's actually kind of cool. I actually appreciate this one. From it's New the, Hope or from one of the others? From Jedi. Okay. Is the, like the celebration scene. Mm-hmm. They go to all the places that you would recognize from episodes one through three. Yes. What that I, was, I, didn't, I, think, that, I think that was from 97 actually. 
I feel like well, that's... no, no, because there's Naboo. They might have added some in '97, but Naboo. Oh, is that one? In, is is maybe, in there. I mean, and like all the Gungans are losing their minds. I don't think I've actually <laughs> seen that one. I've seen the one that's got Cloud City and Coruscant. Yeah, so which I didn't know. It really is the was Cloud. Coruscant, I feel that like, was '97. Right. I, I feel like the Cloud City one, though. I feel I don't know if this was in '97 or if they added this even later than that with like the Naboo stuff. But there's a scene where they're celebrating in Cloud City, and if you look off to the bottom right of the screen, they are they have a stormtrooper. And they're they're just like like hoisting him around, and he does the scream. Really? Yeah. And it, I like I, I I don't think I've seen this. I version. was just like on the couch vegging out, and I flipped the station, and TBS was on. It's like Return of the Jedi. I was like, okay, and it was the end, and I was like, oh man. And then that happened. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've actually seen that. I'm putting that scene on for you later because okay. it is hilarious. Well, maybe I've seen it once and I just didn't get a chance to absorb that one. That one got a like. got a hearty chuckle out of me. Yeah, I don't think I, I'm not sure if I've seen that. But which anyway. is funny considering like you had asked before like I've seen I've had to have seen the original trilogy fifty times each a yeah. hundred like right. I, like all the way through fifty parts of it a hundred like <laughs> yeah you know, like one a day when you turn it on and it's like you see half an hour yeah it's like one of those things half that of it. it's on oh okay this is what I'm watching now yeah oh it's Sunday this night is, this is my afternoon at, like eight o'clock and right. like it's not prestige TV time I can watch this for an hour until Walking Dead starts or whatever yeah. like. In a lot of cases, you probably should just continue to watch it after one. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of starting to get to that point yeah. with that show, which is really disappointing. They they always they, I mean it's it's just marketing and stuff, but they no they've just gotten scared and safe. Yeah, they they always pull me back. It, it really like if you watch the first three and the last two episodes of the full season, and then the first and last episode in the mid season, it's it's the whole thing. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Um, that's a that's a topic for another time. Yeah, on another podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, so a new hope. Um, I like I said I I said earlier I made a statement that this is nobody's favorite movie. I, I, maybe if you I, I'm sure it is like you were saying. If, if you, you look out into the community, there's a non-trivial amount oh yeah, of people. and they, I, I'm sure a lot of it too is like if it's if it's your first like if you're like our age now, and you're seeing, um, a new hope for the first time. Yeah. Like, oh, like, it's like everything else is building up to that. I was a kid when I saw all of them. I saw them out of order, and Jedi is my favorite. Like, that's just, it's just odd. Like, I, but I would never, I would never say that A New Hope was my favorite. And it's like, if I had the option to watch that or another one, I'm almost certainly always picking one of the other ones. Hmm. Um, if I'm, unless I specifically want to see that one. There are great scenes in that movie. There is just the, like, the, just the interactions with Han and Chewie. In the bar, like I love that. Yes. Like that's like that's so close. It's like oh, like Jedi's my favorite, but like that scene will pop in my head. I'm like oh, that's that's New Hope. The whole, the audacity of the assault on the Death Star mm-hmm. for that time that the movie was made mm-hmm. for being a kid and not having any concept of aerial dogfight space battle type of thing. Yeah. That was groundbreaking stuff. Yeah. And it was cool stuff to watch as a kid that age, like. Building up that intensity, like especially when the final trench run is going on and like Luke is going in, um, and you switch off your targeting yeah, computer, yeah. something like that, you know, use the force, Luke. You know, yeah, the force is strong with this one. All those lines are classic lines, and you get John Williams, who is as big a character in the Star Wars universe for never being on screen. Yeah. His music 
is transformative mm-hmm. and it's what made like scores of movies like matter like in current times I feel like I could be talking out of school there but the way that the music crescendos and builds the intensity like with among the best of, like oh, the, pick your most suspenseful horror movie or thriller movie or action movie that movie adds a tangible feeling of the, the, stre- oh, sorry that music yeah. adds a tangible level of stress to oh, what's yeah. going on 100%. as he's approaching the vent to shoot and Darth yeah. Vader is flying in. That is an underrate, like an understated thing. Like you can it's, hear it's it in a, your mind as I'm talking about, right? Like, oh yeah, bum, 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 yeah, like that, bum, like a musical score really like they, it captivates so much emotion in it, and like they, it's in, in video games too. Like there's video games that have an like an orchestrated piece behind it, way more moving in their storytelling. Yeah, you can see than others. Um, even though you don't necessarily think of it for great storytelling, storytelling, Halo mm-hmm. music has been. Oh. Very oh. at certain points. Gives me the chills every time I hear the it. Aspect series, oh. certain, certain <laughs> musical themes that have yep. carried through and stuff like that have had huge weight, you know. Yeah. And, and there's different ways of music. I like that you said the way that you said it though, like as a character thing, because like there's like John Williams, uh, Hans Zimmer, Danny Elfman. These are names that I can pick out of like without knowing that they're in like that they did the music for a movie. Yeah, when like, you sit down and watch like, a movie, oh, like, oh, 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 you hey, listen and hey. you're like, I know this. Hey, you. <laughs> that was happening to me recently. Um, I don't. I can't remember the guy's name now. I know it's another one of the famous ones. But um, when I was watching for the first time, um, a history of violence, the um the movie Viggo Mortensen movie, mm-hmm. and I was listening to the mu- music and I'm like, that's a guy who did the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm. I know this music. That's funny. And I looked it up and it was like. It's absolutely, that's and like you would never, you would never like proclaim yourself an expert at something like that. Neither no, would I. Not. But it's like when I that I, I have a, I have a hard time hearing in general. <laughs> so like the <laughs> fact that I'm able to pick something like that, I'm like, oh, like you have you got something. Yeah. If you have me drawn to like your music, and then like most of like I would say probably forty percent of the time that I'm working, I have like the best of Hans Zimmer just really just playing. It's like awesome focus music for me. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I know uh, my friend Mike. Um, he. Um, for a long time, would listen to a lot of the Lord of the Rings soundtrack at work, or like when he was studying in school, stuff like that. Like he'd be like, uh, he would like snap a picture of it, like and send it to me, like you know, concerning hobbits. It's like that was like the name yeah. of one of the themes from like the Fellowship. Like <laughs> he goes, yeah, I'm listening. It's like like you're just like listening to it. He's like, yeah, man, I'm like working. Like he goes, it's great background music while I'm working. It's like there's a a buddy of mine. He actually used to work at the Blockbuster by the pizzeria. Um, me, him, and uh, one of our friends went to. To see a couple of movies, we saw like Superman Returns and Scanner Darkly, which is an odd, an odd two movies to see in one sitting. I've I've heard of. Uh, them. I don't know anything about that. He in his car, he had like his awesome movie track disc. Okay. And he was listening. Awesome, he, he, awesome he, makes one. What? Awesome <laughs> makes one. Yeah, he had it in his uh, in his car like on the way home, and he's like, "This song." He's like, "Oh, he's like this one." He cranks it up. And he's like, this is that song from Last of the Wagons when he's running through the woods, like with its hatchet. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, um, he's like, this is the song. He's like, don't you just want to like drive off a bridge in a blaze of glory with this song oh. playing? I was like, we're on a bridge right now. Jeez. <laughs> you need to grab <laughs> the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's true. Like there's like a music like that, like with no words can make you feel something. Right? Like, and it's so it's like cool. like that thing we talked about in the, um, well, I guess at the time that this airs, you won't have heard it yet. But time travel! <laughs> the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy um, Volume 2 episode. Um, yeah, for those of you who are wondering, like, how do you know what we talked about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
we're going a little out of order with what we've recorded already. Um, but the way that I feel at the end of Guardians 1, the way the music crescendos, like that it pulls you into mm-hmm. it and like gives you, it imbues in you that swell of emotion that is going on for so the characters cool. themselves. So cool, I love that. You, it's an underrated talent of the really great mm-hmm. composers, I think. And like the key, the key to it is, I'm sure there's like a hundred times throughout they're making a score or like seeing how they're going to overlay a track onto a film that they can do it. Mm-hmm. I feel like the strength is that they don't do it every time. They do it. Well, picking your spots for yeah. sure, yeah. Ah. But seriously though, even on top of picking your spots, um, like who hit who's hit it out of the park more than John Williams? No one. Hans Zimmer. I I'm in love with his music. <laughs> well, okay, so the, so here's one thing. Can you name any of his songs? The names of the songs? Yes. No, I don't I couldn't I couldn't name any of the John Williams songs either. The Imperial March? Oh, okay. Battle of the Fates? Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates. The fact that I corrected you is your point, I guess. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's true. But there's like there's I could but see that's the thing I can't pick up the his the names of his songs, but I could pick up the moments. Well, that they sure. Happen. But the fact is the fact that even colloquially, like you know a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Like who the fuck knows that? Right. Other than people right, right. who study music, like. Right. I, but it's like it's still been imparted on us because of the. The essence of what Dude, he's done, and also, the last I mean, I know all the fates and play Jedi power battles on PS One. Understandable, like so good <laughs> on PS One. Yeah, really? Oh yeah. Um, okay. Um, it's funny, like, I mean, Hans Zimmer is great. Don't get me wrong. And although I'm struggling to think, of, is he the one? Who, is he the one that works with Nolan? Yeah. Okay. So I do know a bunch of his. Yeah. It's like it. I think well, it was the in the Dark Knight. It's the it's the entire opening of that movie is really really great. Yeah. And the music becomes phenomenal. It's unreal. But I, the, it's, the, it's, he does I, like I that. I don't think that that, that holds like because I feel like it's a lot of his just tones, not cohesive uh, scoring. This, the I know there's the some music is good, but a lot of it's like just like. It's for just one the, moment, the timing like, though is just so perfect. That, and that's all great. It's just like, I mean, and the catalog of movies, and also I think Williams has been doing it for longer, right? Yeah, probably. Um. But every Spielberg movie is John Williams. And how many classics are that? And how many classic themes? E.T., um, Indiana Jones, like all those, like Jaws, like all those movies, all those music, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, like all those things are John Williams and they're Steven Spielberg. All the Star Wars movies with the exception of Rogue One now. Right. Um, plus a whole bunch of other movies that aren't Lucas or Spielberg stuff. He did the Harry Potter theme. Mm-hmm. Like that's him too. Like I mean, That's a great one. That's what I'm saying. Like, so I think a lot of people don't even realize that that's him, too. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's, it's not a Spielberg or Lucas movie. He is. Right. Yeah. Um, but the, just the music just does so so good. Um, it, it becomes a but character I, I of see, its own. I see what you're saying, though. Like, there's... Well, I also... it's But it, there's a skill just that these composers have where you get you can get the whole feeling and emotional roller coaster of a movie just listening to the soundtrack. Um, yeah. The I listened to the Force Awakens soundtrack before I saw the movie, but I oh, per- they released I, that early. Yeah, I, if they didn't, I got it somehow. Because um, I know that I watched it. Before, I listened to it beforehand because I was listening to it while I was working. That and, music um, that they play when they're getting ready to fire the Starkiller base for the first mm-hmm. time gives me chills. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like you, that's what that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is like I'm listening to it and like I made I, I purposefully didn't read the titles mm-hmm. because I realized if Sometimes the song came on and I read the title 
as it was happening, I would know where the scene was going. Like I know, yeah, I, I can tell from the movie, like from the music, at like what points it's gonna get, like it's gonna go crazy and not like. Yeah, but it was just like I, I feel like I've, I experienced the entire emotional roller coaster of that movie of the Force Awakens like beforehand, and like mm-hmm. then seeing like it overlaid on top of the movie itself, it's like oh, oh, I was when the scene with Han, I'm like. Oh no! I was, like, I, I was like, my heart broke before I saw this, and I, I knew it was gonna be bad. Yeah, because you even just sitting within that scene is like you could see it going either way for him. Mm-hmm. But if you had any insight into the music ahead of time, I think you kind of know it's gonna get bad. Yeah. It's gonna get bad. It's probably not gonna be a happy resolution, yeah. right? Still didn't want to believe it. No, uh, probably still won't believe it until episode eight comes out. Right. But he's dead. Episode seven. <laughs> but episode seven. Uh, episode seven. Episode four. Yes. What? Do you have any strong feelings about uh, still on tinkering? Even though it's like one of our, what's like the last of our bullet items. Yeah. Uh, we've still, talked about the most. Yeah. Still on tinkering though. The fact that they they redubbed it as or redubbed it, renamed it like as episode four. Do you care? Like like when they did that early, they did that early. What do you mean? Like they did that before. Like they're gonna do. One, two, and three for sure. Yes. I always I remember it as A New Hope. So do I. So it's, it was at least in the 90s. Yeah. See, this is the thing. Oh, that's, a, that's another one. It like, used to just be known... up in arms about it. I'm like, just... What? Who, shut up! It used to just be known <laughs> as Star Wars. Right. Um, in the crawl, though, there was episode four. Not in the original crawl. Are you sure? I'm fairly certain. I don't know. I think we need... This is important to get... Because Empire always had, always had episode five for a minute. That's why I'm saying episode four... Maybe in seventy seven it didn't. But that's by, what I'm thinking. But by eighty, it had to have. Uh, I, be, I that's that's possible. But I'm almost I'm fairly certain. Did I get those years wrong? It might be seventy nine. Uh, you might have. And eighty two. By the the um, I'm fairly certain that it didn't have seventy seven. I was right. Because like because this is the thing that people complain about. That's why I'm unless it was that the title. Not no, the it's just that it, it didn't used to have a new hope in there. That's what was the change. I think. I don't think it said episode four from the beginning. I think it just said Star Wars, and then they just well, I think it did because I think people always knew that there was a story coming ahead of time. Like even that one of my earlier conversations, I remember saying to my dad, "Well, what happened to one, two, and three? He said, "Well, there was none." Right. He said there was some backstory that they've never that they didn't do. Like it started in, kind of in the middle. Hmm. You vamp while I figure this out. You can start on the next topic. <laughs> we'll get back to it. Um. Yeah, I, I mean. You want to talk about like some classic lines, or you want yeah. to just go into some some uh, some some of our favorite stuff from the movie, like in general? Yes. Let's do some of that. Both. Yes, both. <laughs> I feel both. like they overlap. They can. Yeah. Um, something that I feel like you're going to bring up uh, is the twelve parsecs thing because you brought something up in the future in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's <laughs> um, right. I did mention the parsecs thing, yeah. as opposed to the quantum. Um, the quantum uh, asteroid, asteroid field. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's, an, that's just a silly thing. I like that they double down on it. And, um... Well, you can't change it now. Yeah. Although, they did change it. I that, that was one of the things. Remember I was talking to you last night. I was saying, there's two things I picked up on, on Attack of the Clones that I wanted to bring up. Okay. I couldn't remember one of them. I think this one was the one that was the less egregious one. Um, which is also, I think, the less interesting one to talk about. But when... When um, Obi Wan goes to visit Dex, the guy who runs a diner, he after the uh, Jango Fett assassinates the assassin, yeah, and he's trying to figure out where that thing came out, and that's where he first hears about Camino, and he's going to look for it in the archives, and they find that the archives have been deleted, right? 
He says to him, you'd find it about however many parsecs south of the Rishi Maze. So now it's a measure of distance again. Right. So they changed it even within its own continuity. Hmm. So maybe Han's just stupid. I mean, he is kind of a dumb smuggler. But he's not because then they go back and Force Awakens. And keep saying it. So that's what I'm saying. Actually, yeah. doubling down doesn't necessarily make sense. Or they, I completely forgot about that line. Well, so had I until I just watched it. Yeah. I had it on in the background Saturday morning. like, And at like that point, like I was eating breakfast. So I was mostly paying attention at that point. And I heard him say it. And I was like... Really? Like, I didn't realize they actually said it somewhere else other than those couple times that Han said it. Uh, this is from IMDb. I'm not sure if this is certain. Not to jump back into mm-hmm. it. Uh, it says, when, fil- when the film was originally released in 77, it was simply referred to as Star Wars, though supposedly George Lucas had intended to include Episode Four, A New Hope, in the original, cr- in the opening crawl, but 20th Century Fox did not want Lucas to do so because they thought it would confuse audiences. Okay. But by the time I was watching it, I remember that being from a pretty early age, it being a new hope. I, I feel like that It's edit, very possible that they, I think they made that edit on anything that they produced afterwards. Very, by the time they it's, it's by the time possible. they decided on Empire being made. Yeah. They must have edited that in for like the deep for like the VC, VHS release, you know what I mean? That might be the case. Or also did they I don't know did they do a re release um the year of Empire, they may have. They may have. Oh, like a theater, yeah, just theater like a, release. Yeah, just yeah. Get because at that time, people aren't buying movies like like we buy movies today. It's true, but I mean, they did sell personal VHS back then. Like. Yeah, but I'm saying, I mean, like you're probably more likely to go see to recap by going to the if it's available, going for a night out. You know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It just it's it it would it would hold more weight then. It's true, but either way, that's what I'm saying. I remember it from a very early age, being a new hope. Yeah. So do I. My dad always, I don't remember dad, a time where it wasn't. It so. took, that's what I'm saying. Even though my dad, it took a while for him to start using that verbiage, I feel like. I yeah. feel like he still always just called Star Wars. Right. Or maybe even Episode 4. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another reason why I think that had to have at least been added in. Um, the New Hope thing might have only been added in 97, though. I don't know. Or maybe it was added sometime in the 80s when they were releasing uh, Empire and, and Jedi. Okay, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll have to look into that. If you know, tell us. <laughs> In case you guys didn't realize, we do the bare minimum of homework for this. We just want it to sound like a conversation. Like, in a bar. Yeah, That's in a bar. all the random noises are. <laughs> Maybe we're on the train. You know, I don't know, so. Well, don't do that. The cats will make enough noise on their own. <laughs> Sorry. I'm done. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. 12 four, six. Um, <laughs> Distance in time. Classic lines. Yes. What are some other ones that you love? I'll be back. Nope. No, no. Let's, <laughs> let's stay in the same... Oh, so Star Wars classic lines. Oh, uh, something more like... Uh, Most Eisley oh, Spaceport? That's exactly where I was going to go, I knew actually. you. I had a feeling you were, because that's a great one. I was going to say a more wretched hide of scum and villainy. You know, yeah. Like that, that line. That's how I talk about you all the time. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm a walking hide I'll of scum see, and villainy? I'll see myself out. <laughs> dick. I'm just going to walk away. Yeah, so I don't know. Oh, I man. I so to drive home, so I'll just go to bed early. It's, it's there is... Uh, 7.30. Uh. <laughs> um, what else you got? <laughs> it's all going to be me. I just got to regurgitate all this. I, I kind of... I jumped in and stole that one from you, so now we're back to you. It's just been revoked. Stop! <laughs> Stop going to other movies! This is actually a fun meta game. If you know the answers to right. where these movies came from, let us know. <laughs> no, it's your 
turn, man. I just gave you, and I know you always like the most Eisley line. Yeah. Um. Actually, you know what? I'll give you one of them. I kind of half planned this, but there hadn't been an opportunity for me to bring it up here. But um, I was waiting at some point when we were going to transition, and we've almost kind of gotten through our things where the transition's not going to matter so much. Uh, I was going to say at some point, well, why don't you let me drive here? I'm not such a bad pilot myself. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> you stupid. Uh, I think one of my favorite lines probably... Wow. Just that in, in itself. No, I do love... I. It's a silly... I love the, I love the way that Han and Chewie communicate with each other. Very similar to... Uh, Rocket Groot, or Rocket Groot is very similar to Han and Chewie, yes, obviously. obviously. But um, I love that. Like they just like they have like I mean, it's not like it's not as like crazy. The win? In this, in this, it's There's a classic for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just saw someone say that the other day on the, on the, the fourth too. Like you know, may the fourth be with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to make sure your day's extra good, make sure you let the Wookiee win. <laughs> right. I mean, not not that it's like a that only he can understand because it's, it's their language. I just like that they have like. It starts off kind of in that way. Yeah, because like, well, by like, the time the two of them speak, by the time it gets to like return, um, you know, like Luke can communicate with Chewie. Mm-hmm. I've always found it. Have you ever found it like odd that certain characters can just speak droid? Yeah, with like no prompting. Yeah, and certain like speak like as in like they they respond in English. Like, like they the, respond the way yeah. that like Rocket responds to Groot. Yeah, because yeah. they similarly mean nothing to mm. the average person. Who did you have in mind? Well, like, for one, and this is part of the reason why a lot of people think Rey is Luke's daughter, is that both Luke and Rey understand this droid that comes up on them out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Luke understands R2 from the beginning. He talks to R2 in The New Hope. Right. And Rey, in the same way, understands BB-8 from the very second that she meets him. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that's odd. Right? That is odd. Uh, Obi-Wan. Oh, hang on. Back, Anakin. To, back to Luke, though, for a second. Unless I'm thinking of... No. Was it Anakin? So that's the whole thing. In what, the in, Skywalkers have proven able to do it. Anakin, Luke, and that's why people In what Ray. movie is it that R2's beeping about in... in <laughs> beeping about? In a ship. <laughs> and uh, it's like the translation is coming up on the screen. That is in Empire when they're leaving Hoth, going to Dagobah. I'm such a nerd. Yeah. Uh, great. <laughs> no. See, this is very important. Why? Um, why? If you can understand them. So I would assume it's because they were in the vacuum of space. You can't hear it? You can't hear it? It doesn't transpond over his... Uh... I don't think he talks to him like that. I think it... Since he's plugged in, I think So the, just... the sound is just for us? Yes. Got it. I, I would assume that was the reason. Because he, he beeps about just for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would assume that's the case. Okay. Because from the beginning, he, he talks to him... I'll let that one slide. Right? Um, and same thing, like Anakin talks to R2 from a young age. Yeah. Um, similarly, I think both Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon do in Phantom Menace. Do they? Once R2 is first really introduced to us when he's the sole remaining uh, astromech droid that survives when the, the, the Naboo ship's getting shot at mm-hmm. and they like give him kind of the hero's welcome on the ship after they escape. Yeah. They talk to R2. Huh. huh. And, and there's no translator droid. So the R2 scream is also one of my favorite ones. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I love that. It's that, the Stormtrooper scream. The Wookiee roar. The comeback strong the comeback and in greater numbers. The the I have the death sentence on Twelve Systems. Twelve systems. I'll be, I'll be sorry. Or I'll be I'll be careful. You'll be You'll dead. Be dead. <laughs> That's great. 
Um, also, and this is another funny thing about that about a new hope. When he tugs on the bartender's like and he keeps shirt, him. like I'm just like, what a dick. <laughs> Luke's annoying. Actually, you know, not no, a sorry. secret. You know, what? I was actually thinking of two separate things. I was thinking you were saying tugging on, like to talk to him, and I was what I was thinking of was in Return of the Jedi when they're trying to give C-3PO instructions to talk to the Ewoks, and he keeps. He keeps, like, he says, blah, 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 and he grabs him, and he gives him a new instruction, and he keeps talking, and yeah. he grabs him again, he's yeah. like, five times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of when you were saying he pulled, like, I was thinking of him, like, continually, like... That's a, that is a good one. Or how uh, about, these aren't the droids you're looking for? Mm-hmm. Come on. How, how many different forms of media has that filtered its way into, Yeah, like, That's impressive, right? Like, that's a quick one of those lines that just... That just stuck, and it probably—it's probably because probably it stuck on such a level with people that saw it at a young, a younger age that became creative types. Yeah, right. Like well, it's definitely now. inspired so many different, in, in all forms of media: TV, yeah. movie, writing, video games, everything. There's so many different people who have, in some small way or huge way, been inspired by Star Wars. Right. Right. Whether it be the the classic lines or the themes or some of the visual aesthetic stuff like that, like. I've just realized now, talking about like stuff that has been like filtered, like it has nothing to do with this now, but I'm gonna say it anyway. That scene from Guardians Two, semi spoiler alert. There's a scene where there's a uh, ship flying in, and it's a scene pulled straight out of North by Northwest, and it's a, it's always an interesting to see an old movie that's filtered its way, especially Star Wars. No matter what age you are, you know Star Wars, whether or not you're a big fan of mm-hmm. it or not. That's in, like an old classic movie that people maybe. Yeah. I've never seen the movie, but like I'm just well, familiar uh, with it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's just a, it's a cultural phenomenon. Like you have like those, you'll have those lines, like like you just brought up. Uh, These aren't the Georgia looking for. Everybody knows what that's from. If you were to see a still shot, to, to touch on photography for a second, that still shot of Luke, two sons with the sta- yeah, like standing there with the sons in the distance, and like just the the tone of that shot. It's like, you know what that is? You yeah, just, you just know. Yeah, it's like it's it's so cool. Or just the scene of someone igniting a lightsaber. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All the different the power posters all have that. all of them like that. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, you mean the like just the the still shots of it? I mean both the still and the sound. Everyone yeah. knows if you hear, yeah, yeah, of the sound of like a of a of a lightsaber being ignited. Like everyone knows that sound, but also I mean just the visual of a lightsaber. Yeah. Everyone knows that. You know. Mm-hmm. It's been on every poster. You how many have you seen? Like, I don't know why I always thought it was kind of like a cool like poster shot. I think that I mean I'm pretty sure it was made into posters too. Um, on the skiff in Return of the Jedi, when Luke finally regains his lightsaber, after he's leaped into the pit and sh- jumped himself back up, and mm-hmm. he ignites it for the first time, he's standing there, and it's just the desert behind him. Yeah. And then it cuts back around to everyone right in front of him. Just that scene of him standing there, freshly having turned the lightsaber on, and he's standing there, you know, ready to fight. You know, yeah. I think that's such an iconic scene for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Yeah. It's just, it, it holds such power. That was a lot of sabers. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, I find your lack of faith disturbing. To go into... <laughs> to, to, get to, get into to meld these two topics together. To get into uh, specific scenes, though, uh, a couple of my favorites. Oh, well, one of them... Don't be a copy, kid. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, one of them is the is the, the tap on that on his head. Uh, I think it's... I, I guess it's Han. When they, they take the two stormtroopers, they get their stuff. Yeah, I don't remember. They go I want to say actually ramp. it's Luke. It's, it's it was a shorter one. Yeah, probably. And uh, like the, you're the, awfully the, sure for a stormtrooper, the dead transponder, <laughs> yeah, the uh, but like he just like he just taps his head. You know what's going on? It's just like it's such TK a cool little, one. Yeah. Your yeah, it's such a cool that it, that line in itself is something that's like 
that's find its way in we all, like everybody we all know it if we've seen the movie at least once i feel like but like that that's not one that's like as obvious as it's not a things. quotable line but yeah. it's something that has found its way into a lot of easter eggs yeah i feel like i've seen that number or that alphanumeric designation right. used in other places Leave that in one if you see that yeah or yeah. 1138 yeah. or whatever if you see those things you know that's star Wars fan or or bay 94 like that's right. found its way into things Storm too Troopers the, the, the <laughs> Star Wars Cantina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that starts off with the with the Mos Eisley spaceport. Yeah, yeah, thing. it does. Just, I love that song. That song is everything you need to know about Star Wars. Yes, or the original trilogy at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what you're saying is there more to that thing with the uh, the tapping on? The oh, board? so I love that scene. Um, it's like because it, like it's like this like really tense kind of heist. Right, they're stealing the princess back. Yes. Like they're they're infiltrating. I actually this, this even like scene. even though it's a little too on the nose. I like the idea of them recreating that in Rogue One. Yeah, when they land on Scarif, and all of them are hiding in the cargo bay, and Bodhi calls the guys up, mm-hmm. and then you see Cassian and Jin walking out in Imperial garb, and it's the same thing. They, uh, you know. Hey, uh, we can use some help up here. Yeah, and yeah. the guys run up and they, you know, you, that's great because it's like the two different ways. Like you hear them beating the shit out of the stormtroopers yeah. and then you just see stormtroopers walk out. It's like, well, what the hell happened in there? The, uh, uh another great line in the movie, I, cause I, I just love, um, I love Harrison Ford and I love <laughs> earlier Harrison Ford and I love him as Open obviously. the blast door. Open yeah. the blast door. Close no, the blast door. Close the, uh, blast door. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, for me, it's the, the line that I'm talking about is that when he shoots the, the, the comm, that's made his way to like not, not, great of a, not that great of a conversation anyway. What is he boring, saying? Boring, boring conversation. Boring conversation. Anyway. Pop, pop. It's yeah. so great. Uh, we're, we're fine. We're fine. Everything's fine up here. How, How are, are you? you? <laughs> <laughs> boring conversation anyway. Yeah, another thing, uh, it's like a great character moment for him is when he shoots the, or Leia shoots the the garbage shoot open. Yep. But the, the head first dive. Oh, by just Han, like yell? Just like, yeah! Yeah, just jumps at, at no regard for what may be down there. Yes. Just head first. Not, hey, I'm not, out. Not like them jumping with feet first was going to be great. Per right. Se. If they dropped 50 feet, it's not going to matter which way you fall. Right. But head first. Yeah. <laughs> so you had to know there was some softish landing. That's great. And then... uh Also, wait. They, no, you know what? I have a problem with this now that I'm thinking about it. I can't believe I never thought about it before. Why didn't the Stormtroopers just run to the top of that? It couldn't have been that far of a fall. And shoot down and kill them. There's nothing stopping them. Right? I don't know. Do I, I, to, I, make, to make sure that there's a, note, a next movie? Um, so it's plot armor. <laughs> well, actually, I was, I was going to say, oh, they might not have hit them if it went down, but it really would have created a shit ton of chaos if they were shooting down the laser beams were blasting and bouncing off the walls like they do when he tries to shoot the door. True. Well, so maybe they knew that, but wouldn't you at least think they would have been like, keep an eye on them, make sure they don't... Get out. Now, at that point, they're like, we can't hit anything anyway. Why do we even bother? <laughs> or, what if they climbed back up? Don't you think they guard the hole, is what I'm saying? Do hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. They didn't drop 500 feet, they would have died. Right. So, it's Maybe not there's far. a bunch of turns. Oh, it's like a shoot, like a garbage shoot. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe it's like, staggered. It couldn't have been, because it wasn't a real shoot. She just blew a hole in the wall. It was, it was a vent, really, is what it yeah. was. Yeah. I don't know. You were kind of ruining this for me, though. Well, it's a 40-year-old movie. That's what I'm here to do. Remember, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I wanted to actually say that earlier. Like, I was ragging on this movie. Like, oh, this is no one's favorite. That's not to say I don't absolutely love this movie. (laughs) I told you that I've watched it 
yeah. something in the order of a hundred times right. in my life. Like I don't, but like you're inevitably gonna pick on these when you watch something that many times. You're gonna find the holes in this, yeah. in, you know, the plot. I would. All uh, movie that I love so much like this, I'm not looking for them. Get this walking carpet out of my face. Love it. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm love just, it. We're just gonna keep talking, and when I think of a line, I'm just gonna throw just it in throw there. It out. I'm just gonna talk over you and get it in there. I, I appreciate don't care. it. It's fine. Um, right now, in our moment of triumph. <laughs> would you like to continue? Uh, <laughs> okay, like you totally walk, sandbagged walking, this in front of all of our friends. The walking carpet one is is pretty solid. Also, it is a new hope where he runs. Screaming. And then runs back. Yes. Great. And also reused another yes. scene that is just used all over the place. Yeah, great scene. Yeah. Uh, oh, don't worry. We'll uh, take care of this. Uh, and they uh, run out into the, the bay and there's yeah. 500 stormtroopers. Yeah. Well, that's another one that was doctored, right? Because I think it's only like a handful. Yeah, I think originally and, like, they, But less. they do it like so that there's like a whole fleet. Yeah, like, well, it's like a whole mode. battalion in that, yeah. like, that hangar. Like. Yeah, it's funny. Which again, if you're going to make a change, that's the sort of thing that makes sense. Like... Can you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I was trying to do that silently. No, you can keep do, talking. Do, 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 Don't do, worry, keep talking. I'll do, find a line do, to jump do. in with you. For um, <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to think. Trying to think here. Did I already hit you with I find you like a faith disturbing? Yeah. I think you did like way earlier though. Yep. I don't think it was recently. <laughs> um, what do we have to go into more class? Oh! And the the whole, the whole scenery and like the whole experience inside of the the cantina, mm-hmm. I love. That's just one of those things that's always that's just like me. a slice of life, right? Yeah. In the the universe. Yeah, and like then they, I, I don't know if it was like, like it, it's Disney Studios or something. Like, like they they like recreated the cantina like recently for some Star Wars event, like where you can go there, like kind oh, of thing. They? Yeah, I don't know if it was like a, a press event or something. Uh, I was. I don't know if I heard that. I saw clips of people there, like like doing interviews and stuff. And I don't know, like what it was the, I don't remember. It was a while back. I don't remember like the reasoning behind it was. But like that's such a cool thing. It's like because it really is so iconic. It's like yeah, I will totally spend a couple hours in the cantina drinking some shower juice and just yeah. Well, maybe not a couple hours because you hear that song. Because only songs they play. Play that same song. Do you think John Williams wrote that? <laughs> Let's find out. Do do. Do you have any other scenes you want to uh, discuss? Well, how about just the the opening scene, like the, kind of the audacity of like kicking the doors down like that. Like, I don't know if there's ever mm. at that time was another movie that started off quite that way. There's been movies that in more recent times have started off like kind of in media rest like that, but I don't know if that was. Being that I wasn't alive back then, I don't know if that was something that was relatively revolutionary. I feel like in my younger years, seeing that like was pretty kind of a standout. Did you find the answer? Sorry, yeah, uh, Williams was responsible for the original Cantina song in the nineteen seventy seven Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. He's running all their other music, right? Yeah. So it's just like not that's not John Williams. I think he yeah he did what they asked him to do, yeah. type of thing. But uh, um, just that whole idea, especially. Having just rewatched Rogue One the other day mm-hmm. for the first time since seeing it in theaters, um, and loving you know hashtag that last scene though oh, God. when uh, so good you know and the fact that you know New Hope starts off in a similar way to that movie ending with 
Dem- similar or exact. <laughs> well, it's not the exact same scene, but the same yeah. thing is going on. It's stormtroopers and Darth Vader coming in to ruin your life. <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's crazy. That's actually really good. That's really great for canon, is because it like that scene makes him so makes Darth Vader so scary that rewatching A New Hope makes that scene where he's there so much more powerful. Then that's why I said that was our first blush we talked about yeah. in the. Rogue One episode, how much that meant to me, especially when you consider the like pussification of Darth Vader in mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. Technical word. That's the industry term. Uh, in the biz. <laughs> in the biz. Um, in Revenge of the Sith and Return of the Jedi, um, as opposed to this stone cold killer that Darth Vader right. is in A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Um, Seeing him come through the door, and he didn't even fight anyone in that one, but still, you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" And this is before you don't know shit about yeah. the force yet, and he just picks a dude up and breaks his neck with one hand, yeah. Bane style. <laughs> like, you know, that yeah. came out from like from watching Star Wars <laughs> yeah. years ago. Like that scary shit. Yeah. It's, like, I don't think they played the Imperial March at that time yet. I don't think. I was no, I think didn't the Imperial March not come until Empire? You know, I don't remember. No, I could be wrong. I could be. Do a... they? They play not that, but the thing that often like leads into it. I think when uh, the Death Star captures uh, the Millennium Falcon. Mm. I can't remember. Yeah, you know, you might be right. They might not actually come until the Empire Strikes Back. I I don't think I've ever quite realized that because having seen them all so it, yeah, many times, yeah, it's just times, like something that you always they remember. all kind of are yeah. now part of the. It's same. all one movie. Yeah, let's be serious. <laughs> this is broken up into sittings. That's <laughs> um, but yeah, just that idea of him coming through the well, you know, it's not even just him too. It's the stormtroopers coming out through the smoke and just blasting away. And, right. You know, the rebels pathetically not hitting anything. They're worse than the stormtroopers yeah. in that scene. They hit less. It's the opposite day. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, and ugh, that, I mean, actually, that scene frustrates me because they have the defensively superior position with some form of cutouts too and also they could have just been firing into the doorway and they wait until after the stormtroopers are in yeah. the room to start firing I, it's not the best Al it's borderline the worst <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah that idea of him coming through like just coming in they capture the ship you know this is outer space shit you know in the 70s like that's not a thing mm-hmm. really like Star Trek's been around but that's about it yeah. And you see that in the Over here! <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to jump in with no, the No, go line. ahead. I'm saved! <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of that. I was replaying the scenes in my head and like as it goes through. and like, oh, and this one's got a bad motivator! <laughs> oh, that, was, that, that was a little too like on the nose. Well, that was the idea. Yeah. <laughs> was, uh, was that not a classic line, though? Luke, stop whining! <laughs> You see that? It all They're seems, dead. It all just seems so far from you. here. <laughs> That's your uncle talking. <laughs> You've just taken your first step into a larger world. Oh my that god. Better, that was a better classic line than the motivator line. That's true. I'm starting to... Uh, starting to get, uh, I'll take the leader. Pull up. That was a good one. <laughs> just, just pull up. <laughs> they came in from behind! <laughs> That's a classic line for different reasons. God. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, 
Red Five standing by. That actually, it's really funny. So, uh, short story here on we do our releases for work. Uh, our code releases on usually the, every other Tuesday. Okay. And um, I'm not first in the list of people that releases things. I'm usually like I follow up something that goes out because my work usually depends on or like our work on the front end depends on something else that has to go out. So when we're like all ready, it's like everybody gets to go. Red five standing by is nice. Is okay, always the line. Fantastic, and that's the right uh, yeah the right industry for that. Yep. Or how about it's just uh, become a standard. Yeah. Wait, fuck! I just had one on. I can't remember it now. Wait. Oh, we'll wait. Wait. As awkward and painful as it is. Wait. We'll continue to wait. Wait. For you. <laughs> Go on, I'll, I'll, I'll remember. Go ahead. Um, I don't really have anything else. Well, is there any other scenes you'd like to talk about? I mean... How about the... I, I feel like we're just avoiding the whole Han Greedo scene. Oh, we can talk about that. Well, there's no reason not to. Let's do it. That's your favorite scene to get mad about. Yeah. A lot of people's favorite scene to get mad about. Yeah. That's the only one. Go down, man. This is your. This is literally. That's, that's the only one where I side with the folks that are up in arms about it. This is literally your best opportunity to vent. I, I don't even want to. I feel like it's, everybody's talked about it. So, it's been talked to death. Maybe you'll do it better. It's just I just agree with the frustration and the anger that is projected at that scene. No, I've seen you get your blood up like over this. Yeah, stuff. I'm not going there again. Go for it, man. No, do it. I already had that stroke. That's <laughs> concerning. <laughs> but. It's not a concerning um, hobbit, but it's concerning. <laughs> but, um... It's just... It really hurts that character. Taking that away. Huh? Yeah. Or the... As, or, if, I'm, as if I meant Karina there? Or the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally hurts him. Well, uh, right in the head. <laughs> um, no, it's just like... Yeah, it's... It's just like, why? Why do... I, 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 I've heard your reasoning. Why? It's just like, I, don't I don't think the reasoning was... Terrible. You can still Don't question the motivation or whatever. Um, I think it can go either way. The funny thing is, actually, it took Gareth Edwards mm-hmm. to correct that wrong. And it was a scene that you didn't necessarily feel worked, but I thought did. Uh, having Cassian execute that dude. Yeah. That's kind of writing that sin, isn't it? Um, Showing you the lengths to which you'll do what you have to do. We tried to make Han a little more honorable than he really was. Whereas he really doesn't become honorable until he saves Luke. Well, I don't know. I, I don't think it lends the same way because, like, what? It's not the you're, same. You're like with with I, I maybe to a point I understand what you're saying, but with uh with Cassian, it's like a like you said, it's like a, I'll do what I have to do. The Han thing is like oh, I'm saving my I gotta save my ass right now. Well, he's doing what he has uh, to do. Yeah, it's not. I don't know. It's just like it's it's very very selfish. And all about me. Well, you can question like whether it was more altruistic from Cassian's standpoint because he had the resistance right. to worry about or the rebellion at this point, I guess. And with Han, there's no. But I'm, saying, I'm not going to get paid if I yeah. die. But either way, it was self-preservation. Yeah, Han's not trying to make the argument of like I, like doing it for the greater good, though. I feel like. Well, I, that's not what I meant. Is. I meant more showing that side of the character okay. that they're willing to kill someone without having the provocation. Yeah. You know what I mean? In fact, it's worse what Cashin did because it was a quote-unquote innocent person, supposedly his friend, um, but also necessary thing to do, right. as shitty as it is. Oh. I'm upset. I can't remember this line. But I want to know what you. I really want to know what you're thinking. Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to say. It when was, does it happen? That's what I think. It was something around the trench run because that's kind of where I was. Right yeah. Now. 
came in from behind and all that. Yeah, yeah. Porkins or Forkins, whichever one he actually is. I guess he's Forkins, right? Porkins is what they call they called him. Isn't that what they call him? Blue Harvest. I think it is Porkins. <laughs> Maybe it is Porkins. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, that fat fuck gets shot down. That was a uh, was played. In- oh, well, there is actually another one from that whole scene. I can't believe we haven't got it because it is another great one. Stay on target. I, I don't know why. It's, uh, whether it's, I love that line. I feel like I've used that during our release as well. That's what I'm saying. Like, like as if like if it, everyone's talking, I've 100 percent used that in, in random conversation. Yeah. before. Not like, and like appropriately. Stay on like, target. Stay on target. <laughs> Jack Porkins. It is Porkins. Porkins. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we uh, so I was into a game for a while. It was uh, the X Wings miniature. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I showed it to you a couple of times. Tabletop game where you fly these ships around and fight. Uh, entered a tournament with one of my buddies, and yeah. the I I I got way further than I should have in that yeah. like. Way further than I should have, um, but uh, if you came in like a certain place, it was you got the Jack Porkins Award, and it was a, it was like a, uh, it was an apron <laughs> with it just like his face just front and center, like obviously in gear. So the... it would have been perfect when it had grease stains on it, because I imagine that when he was shot down, he had grease stains on his face. Rest in peace. So, R.I.P. Brave, brave man. But the uh, last place prize, which is what my buddy got, oh, no. was the Jar Jar Binks Award. Nice. And it was just like a, just a, a gaudy Jar Jar watch, I think. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that game's fun. That tabletop game. Right. If you're into tabletop games and you haven't played X-Wing Miniature, give it a go. I don't think I've ever played it's any of so. It's fun. We like flying chips around on the table. But... Is there anything else you want to say? I think I'm good. Are you good? I'm pretty good. You, you're pretty good? Alright, that's it for this week's Bulletin <laughs> 6. Um, check out Spintune.com to catch a new episode every Monday and a new article every Thursday. If you want to keep the conversation going, you can reach us at The Spintune on Twitter and Facebook or email TheSpintune at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-S-P-I-N-C-H-O-O-N at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for tuning in.